podcast. Podcast. You're nailing it. Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people with an unfailing moral fiber. I'm Danny. I'm Marshall. Marshall Finch from our Batman Begins episode is here. Uh, Jacob couldn't make it this week, and no one has seen Chelsea. Nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody knows where Wallace. I'm sorry, nobody knows where Wallace is. Yeah, where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? Please, somebody, if yeah. you have any information about Wallace, please let us know. But yeah. in the meantime, Marshall Finch is here, and we are watching every Batman movie ever made from 1943 to the present. Marshall, what did we watch this week? We watched Batman: Return of the Caped Crusaders. Is that the the correct name? That's the correct name. Yes. You, you're you such a better co-host than, <laughs> than Jacob is. Do you want to... It's we've uh, Wallace has pretty much left. Yeah. I think Jacob's on his way out. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do the last third of the, sure. the podcast? Sure. You jump in. Uh, let's just do it now. Let's yeah. do it tonight. Oh, do you, it live. Do, yeah. We'll do the last 20 we'll movies. We'll watch a bunch of Nigerian Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Never yeah. again. <laughs> I'm never doing... That was a three and a half hour movie. Oh, wow. I'm never going back. It's a different... Yeah. It's just a different way of doing Batman. Yeah. Different, different. Some would say worse. Yes, <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> so uh, I know we we. I'm sure we got into this two years ago when you were last on the podcast. Yes, we talked about it a little off mic, but uh, how you you weren't like a superhero kid growing up, were you? Not really. I grew up with some comic books. I inherited mm-hmm. a bunch uh, from my dad and my uncles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a Batman kid. Okay, and I was an X Man kid. Yeah, but that was because of the cartoon series. I love both those cartoon yeah. series, and I, I've tried so many times to get into X Men comics, and they're so fucking dense. They're very dense. You There's have to like just follow one character through yeah. like the anguish of like a civil war, just, and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, just even just trying to follow like the Summers yeah. family tree. Oh There's yeah, so much time travel yeah. and so many parallel versions of people. No, I got into. Um, like when I was older, like eighteen, I started reading like the Claremont era, like classic, like eighties revival of X Men, mm-hmm. and I like I read some of the big books, and I read like Old Man Logan, Days of Future Past, yeah, uh, and then I just like tried to dive into like the regular stuff, and it was just so like there's like an X Men where like they gave the state of Dakota back to Native Americans, or <laughs> like I just that might even be Old Man Logan, I don't yeah. remember. Uh, same with Batman though, I um. I got really into the cartoon series. Mm-hmm. It came out at the right time for me. I was like seven when it started. I still consider it like the best depiction of Batman. In Batman the animated series. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. The uh, X-Men series, quite bad. <laughs> Does it, <laughs> Does hold it not up? hold much, up? Much more of like a Fox Saturday morning cartoon. I'm There's some good stuff, but the Batman series was my gateway. And that was it. I just rewatched that, and yeah. it, it holds up so well. So much good voice acting. Uh, so much just like good plotting. It's like very film noir. Yeah, kind of took the Tim Burton. Yeah, vibe absolutely. And, like, ran with it. It just. I, I don't know how much of it is nostalgia and how much is genuinely good, but that it just that Kevin Conroy just defined. Yeah, Batman in my He's mind. He's the best. I think for me, he is the best. I every other Batman I see, I'm like comparing him to how how is he yeah. next to. He's at the top of our list, so none of them are as, as good to me. But everyone right. else, I'm like, how close is is this to Kevin Conroy? Do you, well, do you also annoyingly separate Bruce Wayne from Batman, and do you rank Bruce Wayne's and then Batman's? Mm, no, I I do that. You do that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, for me, Christian Bale is probably the second best Batman. Mm-hmm. 
and he's like the fourth best Bruce Wayne. I can see that because his Bruce Wayne just didn't seem that yeah. defined, and he wasn't like the foppish playboy. Yeah, he didn't do the Scarlet Pimpernel thing at all, except for like a little bit in yeah. Dark Knight, and then he overplays it. Like when it's fun, he's good. He's I can good see actor. how like like uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. I can see nobody believing how Bruce Wayne could be Batman. <laughs> With Christian Bale, it feels yeah. like yeah, it's not that much of a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's just a very intense guy really who re- yeah, works out like all the time. Tie. He disappeared for seven years. Yeah, like clearly came back a ninja. <laughs> like, no. Uh, so my ranking for Bruce Wayne's is Keaton, mm-hmm. Conroy, mm-hmm. Kilmer, mm-hmm. the KKK as I like <laughs> to call them. Uh, uh, I really like Clooney. Okay. I'm I'm learning to think about Adam West again based on our viewing today. <laughs> You're learning to think yeah. about Adam West. Yeah. Your heart has been broken by Adam West so many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're you're trying can, to let him in again. I, I can face him, uh but and then who's the last one? Bale. Yeah. And then I, I gotta say I like Affleck. Mm-hmm. I just think that those movies are so shit. Where where do the other eighty nine Batman we've covered? Where do they rank for you? Yeah, uh, Hakeem, <laughs> <laughs> very high. Um, porn, uh, porn Bruce, mm-hmm. not not so good. Which porn Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> There's been eight yeah. of them. Uh, so so this this is an Adam West Batman. This is an yes. animated Adam West Batman. Came out in twenty sixteen. Yeah, this is the last. Uh, uh, Adam West movie that came out in Adam West's lifetime. Yeah. There's one that he he recorded. Batman vs. Two Face. Batman vs. Two Face. It came out after he he passed. Yeah. Um, William uh, Shatner is Two Face in that. Yeah. And I'm going to run home and watch it because it's it sounds bananas. I I used to hate Adam West. We got into this a little bit before we started recording. Yeah. And when I entered into this podcast, I was so much of the the attitude that like I want Batman to be grim and gritty and yeah. dark and on the street level and beating people up. And the more I watch, the more I'm like, it's so much more fun when Batman is whimsical and light. And I love it when there's time travel and dinosaurs and yeah. space. It's fun. It's a different. It's a different Batman for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe not the truest Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like a studio executive in 1965 like was like, you know that like monkeys movie where we're going to make where they go on a caper? Uh, <laughs> we have to make that Batman instead. And I they think just shoehorn like a Bob Kane world onto this like very fun, like kind of peppy universe. I think what it is, it, 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 uh, I think it reflects the, the time. It's the, what the kind of Batman that people wanted. Yeah. In the 40s, we had the Batman serials, and Batman works for the FBI, mm-hmm. and he's working to, to root out the, the Japanese spies. <laughs> and in the 60s, uh, there's so much more rebellion towards authority, and the idea of the super serious cr- crime fighter just seemed nonsensical and ridiculous. I agree. I do wonder, I was actually thinking that watching this last night, if Batman at the same time was a figure of authority at a time of increasing divergence from the norm. Mm-hmm. And if like Batman's rogues gallery in the 60s represented the counterculture. And if this <laughs> Batman can be just viewed as like a straight up Richard Nixon fascist. Yeah. Beating up like hippies and gays and women and putting them back in Arkham Asylum. I think you kind of can. I think it's yeah. mocking that idea, it's yeah. saying that that character is ridiculous, that Richard Nixon authority figure is absurd. 
My favorite, uh, not to jump ahead to this movie, but my favorite thing I've ever seen is when he makes Commissioner Gordon take off his uniform. Oh, God, Which yeah. is just a suit. <laughs> just says, take off your uniform. And they're so ready to go yeah. along with it. Yeah. He just asked them, and they're like, okay, man. Yeah, it's like a chief we'll, of police we'll get who is wearing a police uniform, yeah. but then it's Commissioner Gordon who's just wearing his suit. Yeah. And he's still just like, all right. And Batman's not really threatening them or anything. They're just like, well, no. if you say yeah. so. There's a very kinky image of, mul- we're skipping well ahead in yeah. the plot, but there's a very fun image of multiple Batman disrobing oh, yeah. old men. Yes. It's very like, that's someone's fetish precisely. <laughs> <laughs> that is the lemon party to someone. I mean, going back to the uh, uh, to the contrast between this and like the 40s Batman, that Batman was always the one who was getting naked. Everyone, there's so many instances where that Batman pretended to be knocked out and then he'd be like have his eyes like half closed he'd be like let me see where this goes as someone is like taking off his clothes jesus i've actually never watched those i need to don't they're not good they're not good (laughs) they're not good they They go on for a long time really that's it's so interesting how they took all of pop culture and made them fight the nazis yeah like there's like sherlock holmes versus hitler yeah batman versus the japanese like i really want to i wish marvel comics had been around for that era uh, th- they were around. But Captain like, America fought Captain Hitler. America fought the Nazis, but I really just want... I don't even know what I want. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> just let's, let's go crazy. Marvel Comics existed, but Marvel Comics, as you think of it, yeah. is like 60s. Yeah. I want like Spider-Man versus yeah, that was 60s. Like yeah. Hitler. Just <laughs> 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 I don't even know what I want. But I, I think when... You think you want that, and then you actually right. see it and like comic book heroes versus real life figures gets weird it feels inappropriate yeah like frank miller tried to make that batman fights osama bin laden thing of course he did and dc is like no we will not let you (laughs) so he had to to go to some indie publisher and have a character who is not batman who's (laughs) definitely a different character because he's red and his costume looks very similar to (laughs) batman but he's red and he fights osama bin laden jesus jesus christ uh, but this is not uh, f- Frank Miller. No. This is this is Adam West. Right. And it's very campy and very over it's the fun. top. It's, it's so fun. much fun. It's short. It's uh, an hour and 18 minutes, which feels like the perfect length yeah. for this. They're very jaunty. I, I would... I don't know if I'm skipping to a thing you do at the end, but I would recommend this. Yeah. Spoilers. You can <laughs> Spoilers. stop listening now. <laughs> um. Yeah, I we normally cover that at the end, and you've kind yeah. of thrown off our yeah. whole vibe. <laughs> but uh, I would I, I would definitely yeah. recommend this. I had so much fun yeah. watching this. I laughed out loud a bunch of times. Yeah, it's well animated. It's silly. There's good voice acting. Yeah. It's, I was expecting it to be like real cash-in, and it's it's fine. It's fine. It it feels like everyone was having so much fun making this, and if you know Batman really well, there's a lot of Easter eggs that I was just losing my mind when, um, like, uh, uh, Batman one point says, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts!" <laughs> like in the the Michael Keaton yeah. Batman, and then he has a line that he took from Dark Knight Returns where he's like, "This is an operating table, and I'm the surgeon." <laughs> and it's my favorite references this in this is Robin when Catwoman is doing something just says. Holy faster pussycat kill kill. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's supposed to be like an in-universe reference to like a Russ Meyer movie from that era or if that's just the writers being like we we know what this is. We're better than this. We know real things. 
I also love that um, th- there's one moment where Batman is like looking at uh, Catwoman and he gets hit on the head and he sees like three Catwomen for, for a minute and it's all three of the women who played Catwoman on the, the show. Yeah, that was nice. Also, Batman is real horny for Catwoman in this. Yes. Like, <laughs> there is no level of subtlety. <laughs> I don't remember if that was also a thing from the TV series. Yeah, there was. But th- it's not like Boy Scout, like, coquettish, like, flirty relationship. It's just Batman all the time just talking about how he wants to fuck Catwoman. They, they, this felt just like such a loving tribute to yeah. that the show and the movie. And they did the same thing that the movie did where uh, Catwoman has a mask originally. At some point, she just takes it off and just doesn't wear the mask anymore. But she still has those crazy eyebrows. Yeah. With like like multiple points in, in her eyebrows. No, that was fun. Yeah. I took some notes. I'm not just being rude. I've been looking at my phone the entire time. I, I took some thoughts. Um, yeah. I, want, I will say one thing that was disconcerting about this for me, and then I got into it mm-hmm. and just thought of it as part of the tribute. Uh, the cast is incredibly old. Yes. And that is very obvious in the audio. Yeah. Except for Burt Ward, who I think just has sounded 71 since he was <laughs> 12. I wrote down that uh, Adam West sounded like he just took like a bunch of Ambien oh my God. right before. It's the best. <laughs> it's so deranged. <laughs> He's like struggling to stay awake throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Robin, we've got to get to the Batmobile. It like makes all the quips so psychotic. Yeah. Just like the only bars that you'll be going to are going to be in prison when you're in prison. <laughs> <It's just like laughs> There's a part in the beginning where they're watching that like TV series, whatever it is, like Gotham Village or Gotham Palace, the like talk mm-hmm. show that everyone takes over. Yeah. And Adam West just like laughs in the middle of his line and they clearly just kept it. He's just like, even crime fighters have to enjoy television. <laughs> <laughs> Even crime fighters can enjoy some mindless television. Mindless, that's what it was. Mindless entertainment. <laughs> it's uh, it's great though. I thought Julie Newmar was very sweet. Also, yeah, she did a wonderful I job. Think Everyone maybe they recorded her audio just like during a movie that she was watching. This <laughs> very like Upper West Side <laughs> woman talks to herself during a screening of like The Post. The, but it was there's good. There's a, a movie. Um, it's called A Talking Cat. Have you ever? Have I told you about this no. movie? It's a talking cat question mark exclamation point, and it's 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 like the room style like so bad it's it's funny. I mean, is this one of those what's this guy's movies? Time or so? No, there's a guy out in Vegas who's very similar, also old. Oh, um, uh, Neil Neil Prent something, something like, that. like that. It's not a Neil no, movie. not not oh, him. Okay, um, I know what you're talking about, but not him. Uh, but but the, basically the the plot of this movie is just there's a. a cat who can talk to people one time and <laughs> and then so he gets like one chance to talk to them and he's is helping them out in their lives and it's there's a lot of reasons it's a bad movie but one of the many reasons it's a bad movie is that um the the guy who did the voice for the cat sounds very drunk <laughs> and it sounds <laughs> like he was in the a different room than the microphone so all the audio is just like yeah i'm a talking cat <laughs> I can I get I can talk to you one time, and you need you need to go kiss that girl. I think you she she would be a, a cute couple. How is Eddie Murphy not in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's so much fun though. Anyways, this movie. Yeah. Uh, it starts off at stately Wayne Manor. Bruce Wayne and his ward Dick Grayson watch their favorite show, Gotham Palace, uh, and and during the the show, uh, Dick Grayson is doing. Like warm up for ballet. Yeah, 
uh, Bruce Wayne is, is teaching him that he needs to focus on his, his lower body. He's training his upper body too much. This movie plays with the homoeroticism of their relationship. I'm not insane, right? Yeah. It does a much more ambiguously gay duo than is typical. They did a very weird thing where they were really playing up the, the homoeroticism and then they had Aunt Harriet there like, yeah. oh, I know your secret. You don't have to hide it from me. And they they also played up the fact that Dick Grayson is a teenager. Yes. So it's not homoeroticism. Yeah. It's a 40-year-old man and a 16-year-old boy. That actually skips to one of my notes, which is, who the fuck is Aunt Harriet? Aunt she Harriet, is Dick Grayson's aunt? Yes. Okay. She's a character. A book came out in the 50s called Seduction of the Innocent about how uh, Wonder Woman is a lesbian, Superman's a fascist, and Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are, are gay. And they're, they're, all comic books are ruining our children. Oh. And as like a, I thought this was just a DC like miniseries. <laughs> 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 uh, so basically they tried to, to counteract and they just did like a 180 like, no, they're not gay. They're hanging out with women all the time. Right. And they brought in Aunt Harriet, they brought in Batwoman, they yeah. brought in Batgirl, and just threw women yeah. at them. Famously not gay thing of living with your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We gotta get a woman in these guys' lives. Let's just bring in his aunt. His <laughs> old aunt. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. If Dick has an aunt, yeah. why does he why is he Bruce Wayne's ward? That's a very good question <laughs> like, that I can't answer. If it's like if his mom has a sister, and it's a, it opens up a lot of questions. Yeah, I, the whole chain of custody in the DC universe, yeah. where your parents die, so custody goes to the butler. Yeah, <laughs> or, or just Bruce Wayne. yeah, or just the nearest billionaire. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very medieval. It just goes to the Lord <laughs> of the Manor. <laughs> He is kind of prima noctra, but yeah. for, for orphans. <laughs> oh, God. He has the, the right to adopt any orphan <laughs> before anyone yeah, else. It's called it is first night. That's, <laughs> that's my Batman mini. It's just first night with a K. <laughs> it's just when he selects Dick from yeah. all the ones that are offered to him. Yeah, all the other orphans. Yeah. Um, d- so the age of the cast, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. that was a real plus for me. The only thing that's <laughs> stressful is that they obviously like Cesar Romero, Burgess Meredith, a bunch of people have passed on. Right. So it was like half quite old people mm-hmm. and half voice actors who were really sharp and present. Right. And I I didn't mind that, but it's definitely very apparent. Yes. Like the Joker <laughs> is I can't remember his name, but the Joker is like cartoon president, like current voice actor, young uh guy. Jeff Bergman. Yeah. If uh, if you ever watch our cartoon president on uh, Showtime, he plays Donald Trump. Okay, since he's all of my friends are on that show. Yeah, I will say that show is. He's uh, he's not a uh, Jeff Bergman, not a young man. No, but compared to to Adam West, yes, he's uh, he's a sprightly fifty eight years yeah. old. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, Bat, uh, uh, Dick Grayson's doing ballet. And they're they're watching uh, Gotham Palace during the programming. A band that was supposed to play on the show is revealed to be hidden and replaced by four of the dynamic duo's greatest villains: the Joker, the Penguin, the Riddler, and Catwoman. Bruce and Dick suit up as Batman and Robin and head towards Gotham City Police Department, where they receive a riddle from Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara. The th- this is another thing where it's 
it's nonsense, but it's uh, it, you couldn't have done it anyway because this is so much what the show and the movie did. Yeah. Where it, all the detective work is just kind of free associating, mm-hmm. and somehow you just happen to stumble into the right. They're like, oh, uh, the the they said the clue, and the clue is just a word that it's just like nothing. And Robin's like, nothing, zip, zilch, nada, goose egg, goose egg. Farmer Brown got a shipment of eggs. That shipment's on Tuesday. There's a lunar eclipse on Tuesday. They're going to the moon. This is like what they teach you in UCB 301. I was just, I wrote it's down, just a pattern this, game. this feels like a, like an improv game. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of this sequence is, one, mm-hmm. it makes it seem like Bruce and Dick must receive the bat signal. Mm-hmm. They don't want it, that they cannot become Batman and Robin until they see the bat signal. Mm -hmm. Because there is a hostage situation on the television where there is ostensibly a bomb and children under stress and you see Bruce Wayne standing in the window and then the bat signal goes on he says, ah, the bat signal. So if the bat signal were not turned on, does he not become Batman? Is it like some constitutional <laughs> provision? <laughs> like This is the agreement he's made yeah. with the city. <laughs> when the bat signal's off, yeah. he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He can't just go fighting crime whenever he wants. But I like this idea of this this uh, pattern game as being like a detective yeah. solving thing. I want to try this. Let's see if we can figure out okay. the, the identity of D.B. Cooper. Okay. And we'll, I'll do a word you do okay. a free association until we come up with a name. Okay. All right. Uh, airplane. Airplane. Air, pain, pain, <laughs> broken, broken window, broken windows, windows 95, Bill Gates, Gates, locked gates, Bill Gates, locked <laughs> gates, gates, Belinda Gates, locked the Stephen and Melinda Gates Foundation, Stephen Colbert, Stephen Colbert is D.B. Cooper. Stephen Colbert is D.B. Cooper. <laughs> yeah, of course. D.B. Cooper is also D.B. Cooper. <laughs> because he's gone. <laughs> yeah. People know who D.B. Cooper, right? It was right. That's not too obscure no, of a reference. No, I think reference. so. He jumped out of an airplane with a bunch of money. Yeah. He became... Um, Tommy Rousseau? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a theory that people have that <laughs> it is weirdly kind of checks out. Well, the like the dates kind of match up. Uh, Alex Jones... Mm-hmm. Elsa checks out. That uh, um, people think that Bill Hicks. Oh, Bill Hicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've Alex heard Jones. that. It's the just because they have similar voices. It doesn't track in any other. I way. mean, the resemblance is weird. Yeah. Weirdly, it kind of like an older Bill Hicks who's put on some weight. Yeah. I could almost see like his. I could kind of see his philosophy like going in that direction. He was kind of getting into conspiracy yeah. theories by the end. Totally. He was just rambling with like the royal family. Yeah. Did you ever go through a Bill Hicks phase as a um, as a comic? Not really, because the he just doesn't have that much material. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he like we're about the same age. He died. You and no, oh, you and I. I was gonna say you and Bill Hicks. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I am fifty nine. <laughs> uh, no, you're looking great for your yeah. age. He um, he died like around our age. He got around, yeah, he was he like early like 30s, I early think. Early 30s. 33, 34, yeah. something like that. There's not like a plethora of specials where you see the evolution of Bill Hicks. There's yeah, good I think stuff. he had one special yeah. and two or three albums. His uh, his Jay Leno is artistic. The whole thing about like commercial acting, mm-hmm. I had a phase where I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, he's very philosophical. 
he seemed to have a real anger problem. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to tread carefully. I never have found him that funny. I Weirdly, I never found him that funny yeah. either, but I went through a period where I was really obsessed with him. Interesting. And I just, I, I didn't, I, I liked it like uh, I I found him a compelling presence. Yeah, I, I thought he had some interesting f- philosophical points for sure. But I never, th- nothing about it even rang like he was supposed to be funny to me. Right. A lot of his, I, I mean, he had some good jokes, but a lot of it w- was just very angry and just yelling and screaming at at people, and um, it it just it it really is just kind of Alex Jones. In a comedy club. Yeah. Imagine Bill Hicks is the Joker. I'm not even going to be a hack and like, do a voice, but just like imagine. Just I'm going to blow up a hospital. Yeah. Come on down. Come on down, buddy. Come on down. We're all here. Squeegee We're all here to fucking die. We're all fucking, fucking dying tonight. <laughs> it would be great. Bill Hicks. I'm going to blow up a hospital, you <laughs> cunt. <laughs> yeah. Hick bills. Hick bills. Dollar bills. Dollar bills. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Chameleonaire. <laughs> Chameleonaire. Other rappers. Ludacris. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Lion. Lion, it, the witch in the wardrobe. C.S. Lewis. Lewis. Lewis Carroll. C.S. Lewis is D.B. Cooper. Oh, yeah. You, I took it too far. <laughs> you you reached the name and settled on that one. D.B. Lewis. D.B. Lewis. D.B. Lewis. Um, I don't really remember what happens in this movie, I will say. In, in, in uh, Return, of the Return of the Cape Crusaders. Okay. Well, that's okay. I've got a, a, a summary pulled up. You don't have to. Oh, I did want to say one other thing. When they, again, to just to go back to Bruce Wayne's like arch respect for clearly laid up procedure. Yeah. Again, hostage situation. TV TV studio. Children. Mm-hmm. He goes to the police station to receive information that yeah. literally everyone watching the television has. This Adam West version of Batman has a, a weird. Uh, most incarnations of Batman are so focused on the the spirit of the law and the spirit of justice and they kind of ignore the letter of the law. Yes. And the Adam West is kind of the reverse where he's hyper-focused on following the letter of the law (laughs) and the spirit of it is if we get there, we get there. But he's... is so focused on like we cannot jaywalk. Yeah, but the if some people thing is very funny. If some people die, then that happens. <laughs> as long as I didn't kill them, as long as I followed all the yeah. laws as I tried to yeah. stop them. Yeah. I'm not gonna save you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to cross the road. <laughs> um, no, it's it's uh it's interesting. That is why I will say I'm excited for the Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Matt Reeves Batman that's coming out in yeah. two years because it sounds like they're doing like a true detective Batman movie where it's just going to be Bruce Wayne like investigating a single case mm-hmm. and I think that that has not been done in a while. You haven't seen much like yeah I can't think of it greatest detective Batman a certainly like a big screen adaptation of of that I can't think of maybe um, maybe Batman Forever sort of. There's a little bit of that with the Riddler stuff. There's also, I will say, there's a kind of bit of this in Batman versus Superman when he's like slinking around the house and like investigating Diana Prince and he's yeah. trying to get all the like 
Justice League assembled. It's not really focused not, on like a no. single case. No, he just does just, a little bit of detective work. And it's the, it's not good. No. And the entire time I was just like, why is this not John Hamm? Oh God, I. John Hamm has said he would be interested in it, and yeah. wh- how how have they not made that happen? I think their rule is that they will not cast someone who's interested. <laughs> <laughs> you just get shanghaied into playing yeah. Batman. Yeah. So I just want to make it clear to anyone listening, I will never play yeah. Batman. I refuse yeah. to play Batman. Yeah. I will not. I will never play Oswald Cobblepot in a prequel <laughs> set in Boston or wherever the hell he's supposed to be from. Maybe the UK. I uh, think Gotham. I don't, I'm not sure. Very fancy Gotham. Yeah, fancy North Gotham. Gotham. Um, so uh, where are we in this? The, um, they discovered that the crooks are robbing the Acme Atomic Energy Laboratory of the replication ray that was invented by Dr. Nichols. The replication ray has the power to make a perfect duplicate out of anything. After a brief fight, the criminals manage to escape Batman, but leave behind a clue that leads the cape creators to their lair in the abandoned TV dinner factory. Do you think if you zapped JFK's body, it would make a living JFK or a replica of dead JFK? Because why do you think they were trying to invent this replicator in (laughs) 1966? (laughs) I think it was to bring back JFK. At that point, he had to be pretty decomposed, too. Like, There's not a lot to... That would be a really great Adam West era Batman villain. Is just zombie, zombie JFK, JFK. <laughs> just an army of Kennedys. Um, Holy head, Batman! <laughs> oh God. Is that too dark? <laughs> no, it's perfect. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's a weird. It's it's like a it's basically like a three D printer. It seems yes. like like technology that very seems much so so far futuristic and like already in like the two years since this came out it's like it's not that far no into this the will future. happen in like three years yeah it's just a much faster 3d printer yeah. no it's uh do they explain why the villains are all working together is it just we're supposed to assume that they're all because it's not that they're teaming up to like like traditionally when they all team up it's to like defeat batman mm-hmm. but this just seems to be more of a plot to cause general it seems like they teamed up initially, and then after the fact, like, oh, maybe we should try to take down Batman too, as long <laughs> yeah. as we're already teamed up. They they did the same thing that the the uh, the movie did, where there's not really a overarching plot to no. it. It's just it feels as though they crammed a couple episodes of the TV show together. Totally, and it's it's like they they only knew how to write about a half an hour's worth of a problem, and like okay, we we got to Batman resolve this, so uh, I guess this problem leads into like a different problem. Now he's got a half an hour. We've got to solve something else now. Yeah, this movie does very fundamentally end halfway through. Yeah, and then just continue. And then like a different movie starts yeah. up. Um. And then at the end, they have like another 15 minutes where it's kind of a different movie. Yeah. It becomes a very mournful Catwoman movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so they, uh, the, the clue that leads them to the abandoned TV dinner factory is, is more of free association. They, yeah. they, the villains send a piece of foil on the balloon to Batman, and it's supposed to indicate that he has been foiled, which already feels like a real stretch that yeah. he would he would put that together uh but then he he 
makes the assumption that because this foil has gravy on it, they must be hiding out at the TV dinner factory. <laughs> Which he puts, he doesn't make the conclusion, he puts the piece of foil in a supercomputer. Which has the power of two encyclopedias. <laughs> uh, and then the supercomputer analyzes that it has gravy on it, which could also have been seen to the yeah. naked eye. Yes. Uh, the, the TV dinner factory is an interesting sequence because I don't... Um, oh, I just like the idea that there's no way they could have gotten foil from on top no. of a TV dinner without no, they <laughs> having have to go to the source. been in the yeah. TV dinner factory. You, they couldn't have just been hanging out in any grocery no. store. They couldn't be at the end of that process. They <laughs> could only be at the beginning. <laughs> they could not have been placing... They had to be placing foil on a TV dinner. I would have loved it so much if they got to the TV dinner factory and they're not there. And Babin's like, oh yeah, I guess that was kind of, <laughs> kind yeah. of a big leap. Uh, the TV dinner factory sequence... I don't think of these villains as particularly sinister, mm-hmm. but they definitely just straight up try to murder Batman and Robin yes. in a giant oven with very creepy overtones of like cremation. Why did the TV dinner factory have a gigantic oven? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure if there was another ray that made things giant. Or I don't think so. So yeah, th- so they're just caught in a life size TV dinner tray. Like, yeah, like a human sized TV dinner right. tray, and it's there's. Lemon custard, yeah, an empty slot, and then some kind of I assume like peas p- or something, peas or potatoes, and it's just going into a conveyor belt to be. I guess the the, the meat, yeah, in the this. meat needs to be cooked. I guess the pudding needs to be thawed. Yeah, all right, that checks out. <laughs> and then the way they get out is Batman's like, well, the the lemon custard is acidic, it's so acidity. we can <laughs> we can stick our our rope bound hands into the custard, as though having. So many lemons makes them so acidic <laughs> the lemon will cut through rope. I would give anything to see Christian Bale have to do Adam West Batman dialogue <laughs> or even just like Adam West Batman concepts. Oh, just like the acidic power of lemon. <laughs> like, you know what I really want is I want um, Neil deGrasse Tyson to do one of his tweets where he explains why the science yeah. is wrong. This is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just we'll spends hours Neil deGrasse Tyson for one day so he can refute Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. <laughs> and then he's recanceled. <laughs> I would love him to spend hours just going through all of the scientific inaccuracies. That should be his punishment culturally, <laughs> is he should only have to be the science analyst for Batman movies. Has he been canceled now? I believe he's canceled. <sighs> Everyone's been canceled. Everyone. Now. Well, it's good, but I think it's I think it's him. I might be thinking of no, it's him. I think I, I heard something about um, he... he <laughs> we were just going to start free associating other people we'd heard. <laughs> Seems like a dangerous podcast. No, yeah. There's, something, there's some woman who accused him of, uh, of uh, drugging her. It's something like that. It's something yeah, real bad. I, I think that, that one, it was the, the timeline doesn't add up, and it's unclear if that's... Mm. And then there's some others where he did some kind of inappropriate... Things. I'd heard general sexual harassment in this his labs. We're probably not the people to to, yeah. <laughs> to talk about this. Yeah, this is two white men yeah. adjudicate sexual ac- accusations that they don't fully yeah. <laughs> remember. Yeah, this is like the Salem witch trials of sexual harassment, but just two men yeah. talking about it later. Yeah, who don't have all the facts yeah. at all. <laughs> None of the facts. Who've like heard secondhand a couple of the facts a month ago. Yeah. Uh, 
Should we pause so you can edit that out? Yeah. <laughs> let me <laughs> let me pause, and I'm going to edit out the entire podcast up to this yeah. point. <laughs> and when we come back, we're just going to keep talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll ba- be back right after this. This has been Star Talk Talk. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my next podcast. We'll go through every episode of Startup Talk yeah. and talk about it. Okay, and we're back. Should I give should I have given you a warning that we're we're back now? I always think that podcasts that take true breaks should have like music on the way back in, just like very Paul Schaefer. <laughs> just be like coming to a crescendo, just like ending like only the good die young. Uh, uh no, but welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. How how was your break? It's great. I, how, I got a little stretch in. Yeah. What'd yeah. you do? What you do in your water? I uh-huh. uh, read some New York Times headlines. Mm-hmm. It's good. How about you? Uh, I went to to Maui. Had uh, <laughs> a little little vacation. You know, just oh, it's so good to recharge. Yeah, lovely you know, day this time of year. Yeah, just just uh, I work so hard on this <laughs> podcast. That's where Jacob is right now. He's yeah. in Maui. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob has suffered a mental breakdown. Yeah. after watching seventy Batman movies. Yeah, D- was Jacob a Batman fan before this podcast? Like not really, not really. So and yeah, Wallace he, actively hated Batman before yeah. this podcast. So you, yeah, you truly pulled a scarecrow on both of them. Yes. <laughs> like, would you like to see my mask? Would you like to see all the Batman movies? The original concept of this podcast was: I love Batman. Wallace hates Batman. I'm going to, uh, we're, we're each going to try to win each other over to our point of view by watching every Batman movie and. Two episodes in, I'm like, she's right, she's right, <laughs> and she's only gonna get more right. I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna convince her to like Batman from from the 1940s Batman serials that yeah, we started with. That's hard. What were the arguments against Batman? She just finds him boring. Doesn't yeah. like the fact that he has no powers. It's interesting. I think that's the only thing that I, I like about him. Yeah, that's, he's that's truly just a really fit, rich man. I like that he's just like a taut, just yeah. just svelte, muscular, Imagine rich man. Bruce Wayne on Hinge, just yeah. like describing his physicality. <laughs> I like that he's just like some ripped hot yeah. guy just like with really a huge sinewy. cock. <laughs> yeah, just a horse cock. Yeah. He's not afraid to use it. Yeah. I like he's just a chiseled, handsome yeah. guy with a massive dong. Yeah, and that's a, oh. like a marbly stud. Just like a marble piece of meat, and he's not looking for anything serious right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there, there was actually, I think, I think I can, I, I definitely brought this up on the podcast. I think that episode might have been lost. So I'm going to tell this story again. That there, there was a moment when, for some reason, we ended up recording like three episodes in, in one weekend. And it was like late at night. And I think I must have had some other stuff going on. But I, I remember watching a Batman porn and crying <laughs> in the middle of this. <laughs> like I can't, I can't do this. I can't keep watching this porn. That's just me with every porn. <laughs> <laughs> if you were raised at all Catholic, it's just like a little sad. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was just raised just a little Catholic, so yeah. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm a little bit Catholic, a little bit rock and roll, <laughs> and mostly Episcopalian. Are you? Were you raised Catholic? No, my dad's family is Catholic, so oh, okay. it was a lot of like custodial Irish Catholic, but also like I was raised in a Protestant church to the extent that I was religious at all. Gotcha. It was much more fancy and not denominational. Gotcha. Yeah, it's more just like community oriented 
Okay. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> that, <laughs> that really sounds, sounds nice. like I escaped a cult. <laughs> no, was that sounds Episcopalian nice. in DC, to be clear. I, I like the the community yeah. aspect of, of churches when it's, it's very social. That aspect of it sounds sounds very nice to me. Yeah, it was great. It was very social. It's not particularly Jesusy. That's <laughs> were, were you just were you just going to synagogue and you just didn't yeah, pick up on that? Now that you mention it, there was a rabbi. Yeah, we never talked about Jesus. <laughs> uh, there's no heaven. <laughs> it's a lot of rules. I was taught Hebrew. Yeah, uh, it was one of those type of yeah, Catholic very churches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think Bruce Wayne is if he had to be something? Ooh, um, I I want to say. The Waynes are canonically British. I'm gonna say some kind of Protestant. Yeah. I'm gonna say he his family's Protestant. I think he's probably an atheist. Yeah. Although he's that might depend on what incarnation of it is, because I think like Christian Bale Batman is probably an atheist. So like Justice League, the animated series Batman has personally met a number of gods. Sure. And deals with oh, gods. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't think about that. Once you've met Doomsday or Darkseid, yeah. you cannot be an atheist technically. Right. You know that there are at least two yeah. these You've met the, the Phantom Spectre yeah. the Phantom Stranger and yeah. the um the Doctor Fate and yeah. you've met these these walking gods. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, so after uh, the, the replication, ma- Ray makes a duplicate of everything. The, the criminals escape, and um, oh, we left off with them. They're going into the oven. Yeah, in the the acidity. Uh, yeah, the, speaking the quick thinking of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, uh, uh, the the Joker has him uh, tied up at Auschwitz. Yeah, and he's <laughs> quite <laughs> ominous. Yeah, it took a really dark turn. It reminds me of that part in Toy Story Three where <laughs> everyone is screaming. Yeah, and just going into fire, but they're very chill about it. Yeah. What if Toy Story just ended there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're like, "Well, you know, that's <laughs> that's what happens to toys eventually. Yeah. You're not going to live forever." And then Randy Newman just comes out and is like, "Nobody lives forever. <laughs> Even toys gotta die for real. <laughs> Some everybody gets burned yeah. up <laughs> eventually. Sometimes we're part of a bigger narrative of tragedy." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Bruce Wayne rescues them mm-hmm. uh, with he just puts his hand in the lemon until it loosens his bonds. Yeah, he has nothing on his suit to cut ropes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not prepared for this situation. No, bat- if there were not lemon yeah. pudding, they would die. He's got sure. so many gadgets in this movie. Like that's the the Adam West Batman is like that's kind of his thing. Is he pulls out like anti shark repellent spray and just all kinds of gadgets all the time. This is the one time I got it would have been so appropriate. Yeah. Like a little watch that has a laser it or something. Just a, a pocket knife. Just yeah. <laughs> pull just out a, a Swiss Army knife. knife. Yeah. I'm also just obsessed with the idea that in most incarnations of the Joker and Batman, mm-hmm. there's this duality. The Joker is obsessed with their dynamic. He could never truly live without the other in both cases. Mm-hmm. The Joker will, in some cases, vindictively kill himself to end the squabble, but he'll never like really try to kill Batman because Batman is what makes him who he is. Right. In this movie, the Joker just says, why don't eggs tell jokes? Because they crack up. Okay, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to put you in an oven. I did think by having four villains in this, it made all the villains weaker. Yeah. I, I would have loved if they just picked one. 
It's like an intervention every time they yeah. see Batman. It's just like, we're sick of you, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> but if if they just had one or or maybe... Because yeah. Catwoman is kind of... She's the only one who has her own arc and her own yeah. story and is, is somewhat defined. So maybe Catwoman and... They pick one other. Yeah. It, I don't care. Joker, Riddler, or Penguin, any one of those would have been fine. But have one of them and then they could have some character development and be distinct from the other three. Curious to see the two-faced one that they do because maybe that's in response to this that would be that they just wonderful one. yeah whenever we cover that we'll, we'll have to see uh, how many like romanian like <laughs> closed circuit batman movies are there between this movie and that movie on your list uh f- there's not many we're coming down to the the end of the list there, there's i think uh, after this there's 19 movies in the podcast proper and then um th- there'll be some some movies that uh, there'll be some stuff we missed that we're going to go back and cover, and like some Batman appearances on different TV shows. But there are nineteen more movies, or there, there are, are nineteen more movies. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, but that's that's total. There's uh, between this and the Batman Two Face movie, there's four movies. Okay. So that's only in that's 2017. So it's not too long after this one came out. Yeah. Okay. So uh, back at state. Uh, uh, oh, before that. Um, Oh, we skipped over the whole. Um, uh, they, they, Catwoman has her her bat nip, the the potion that makes Batman evil. Yes, she bl- puts it on her claw and kind of scratches his face with it, and the wound just like instantly heals, like Wolverine or something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, he's telling Robin like, "Don't worry, Robin. I have a amazing mental fortitude and and resilience, amazing will." And so she scratches him with him and then tries to kiss him, and he refuses to do it because he's he's too good. Yeah. And then he gets real sassy. Yeah. Then he just becomes very sassy Bruce Wayne. It's... I, I did have a moment where I, I underestimated this movie, and I thought that that was going to be the end of it, is, is that he's, his willpower is too strong, she can't make him evil, and they're just going to abandon that plot point. And they did a much better job than I, I thought because they, they yeah. had it. It's kind of a slow build where you slowly start to realize that he's evil. Totally. No, I, I think that evil Batman is something that has not been done very much. And I think it's done in like a fun way here. Yeah. It's and a very fun way. I and think the, the fact that they didn't immediately go over the top with him, no. with it, that it takes a little while to, to be clear that he's actually being affected by this. Do they establish that the re- replicator ray can be reversed? Or is there like an unshown moment where they have to just kill all the other Batman at the end? Uh, is it just like Chernobyl where they're just executing Batman? They they did establish that the duplicates eventually like disappear. Okay, so all so the Batman replicators die. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Which is another uh, movie reference because they had the the um, the villains who got duplicated, and as soon as they got punched, they like turn into a pile of dust. Oh yeah. Um, which, which was just like this movie raises a lot of questions about the, the morality of of do they do they just die then are they <laughs> living beings that yeah. have been wiped out and I would love for this movie to think that it could tackle that conversation. <laughs> yeah. What is life? What is life? Yeah. I have this um, uh, theory that not a theory. I have a, a problem with 
the Harry Potter universe that Carolyn despises. It, it makes her so angry, and she thinks I'm completely wrong about this. Uh, but to my mind, in the, the Harry Potter universe, all the, the pictures and the, the paintings and everything, they can move, mm-hmm. and they s- appear to have a degree of sentience. What is the voting status of all the paintings? Is it murder if you if you destroy are a the, painting? Are the paintings living? Yeah, I actually I don't know the series well enough to uh, answer that. I'll just say you're insane and you should stop thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's interesting. Are they because are they supposed to be like remnants of souls? Or are they just supposed to be like that's a person now? Like that old Harry Potter professor became. That painting. I don't think it's totally clear. I I think uh, they they the books don't spend a lot of time yeah. going into why <laughs> the paintings move. That's more George R. R. Martin. Yeah, there would just be like forty pages on like the Council of Paintings. Yeah, that'll be in like J.K. Rowling's Cimmerillion. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going so so deep into the the wizard lore and the things nobody gives a shit about. I will say those paintings are handled very well uh, in holographs at. Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So I wish that they would just get into the morality of life and consciousness as you just pass waiting to get on the roller coaster. <laughs> just like, if I think, am I conscious? If I'm conscious, am I... I don't know why they're Southern in this example. Oh, speaking of holographs, I want to give a quick shout out to Abby Krinsky. He gave me these um, these really cool Batman the Animated Series oh, holographs. Sick. Aren't those cool? That looks really good. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, anyways, uh, uh, the cat just walked all over my computer, and I've lost the <laughs> the place. Um, so, where where were we? We were. Um, they were going to space. He got scratched. He got scratched. Um, they uh, th- they're they're put on the fo- frozen food tray after they get scratched. Yeah. Um, the two escape, and then back at Stately Wayne Manor, Bruce starts showing signs of aggression after Aunt Harriet nearly discovers the Batcave. He blames Alfred Pennyworth for the incident and fires him, leaving the butler to wander the streets homeless. <laughs> I I think that's that's summary is a little yeah. grim. It doesn't. I don't think it says that he's homeless now. <laughs> it doesn't say he's wandering <laughs> the streets. Yeah, is that a scene that I missed? <laughs> Is there just Midnight Cowboy <laughs> starring Alfred? Oh, God, Alfred is just yeah. out in the corner like selling, selling his body. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't remember that. I do remember thinking that it was like, I don't think there's a batnip hypnosis level where it would not be at least really weird mm-hmm. to fire Alfred. Yeah. And Dick is like, oh, boy, this is getting hairy, but... Like not like this man raised you. Yeah. This is your butler dad. This is your sort of your dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not really your employee technically. Yeah. He was mandated by your parents to like take care of you. And I, now he this, freely lives we've here. We've talked about this in the show before, yeah. but what a weird thing does that do to your to your psyche to have a dad you're allowed to fire. I know. To be like ten years old and like your your dad's like, Oh, you're grounded. You're like, mm, do you want to go down this route? Yeah. Do you really want to do it's this? It's like Prince William, technically. I think he could fire Charles. <laughs> could he really? Well, I think when he becomes king, oh, that's yeah. his first like the first thing he does when he becomes king is just is fire. Is that dad. how that works? It skips over? I guess uh, yeah, cause no, I think Charles is still next in line. I might be wrong. Charles is the dad. Charles is the dad. Okay. Yeah. What is 
Bruce Wayne's dad is named Thomas. 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 Mom's name is Martha, as we yes. famously know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because in the 40s, there was only three names yeah. for women. <laughs> yeah. So both Superman and Batman have the, the same uh, mom's name. Um, uh, uh, so the butler's Alfred's fired after days of not finding the Joker, Penguin, Riddler, and Catwoman. Batman figures out that the four crooks are no longer on Earth and have hijacked a space station. The two heroes go into space with the help of their bat rocket. Yes. I love the little detail that Batman's uh, astronaut helmet has ears. Yeah. It's it. so great. There's also a real good Adam West moment in this scene that's barely coherent, but very old school 1960s Batman, mm-hmm. where he just says something to the effect of, from up here, you can see that we're all the same. And then they just zoom in on him and he says, I get so mad when diplomacy fails. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know that that was in the script. <laughs> At some point, they're like, look, Adam West doesn't have a lot of time. No. We, can't, we yeah. can't do multiple takes. Yeah. We're trying to finish this. So we this know he's him dictating out. his will and playing Batman. <laughs> What if for the next movie they had to like he he died before yeah. he was finished? So what if they had to just take like sound clips from like yeah. other things he's <laughs> <Yeah>. done? <laughs> just punches Two Face and then yeah. just says, "I give a hundred thousand dollars to the ASPCA." <laughs> <laughs> um, at the space station, Joker, Penguin, and Riddler betray Catwoman as they do not trust her to be on their side due to her feelings for Batman. They try to throw her out into space. She's rescued by the dynamic duo and aids them in defeating her former allies for revenge. Batman savagely beats the three men and uh, recovers the replicator ray, but Catwoman escapes in an escape pod in the process. This is the moment where he starts quoting Michael Keaton and Dark Knight Returns. He's like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. He also really does beat them up. Yeah. These are three mentally ill crime lords, (laughs) but like pretty screwy, unthreatening physical presences. And yeah. it's just kind of a real like bar beat down. That's one thing I didn't like about this movie is the fights aren't that interesting. No. It didn't seem like anyone was that good no. at, a, at fighting. There's also a real bad part where the Joker is floating in zero G and he says, why are your punches like a weightlifter without... It's like, why are your punches like a weightlifter who doesn't have a gym? They're weightless. Yeah. And it's just a real long walk for a short, <laughs> a short little observation. Do you think he had that ready to go? He's been waiting to say that he? for seven years, <laughs> <laughs> like since he got into Arkham. He's like, oh man, if I ever yeah. fight Batman in space, yeah. boy, if I can yeah. lie. Uh, so that that fighting, they like turn off the the gravity of the spaceship, mm. and they're trying to to fight and they can't because there's no gravity. And Batman throws a batarang, and they're like, ha ha, you you missed. And also, it's zero gravity, so it's not really gonna do anything to us. And then it bounces off them, and, and it hits the um, uh, hits the switch for gravity. They all fall crashing to the ground. And you kind of expect Batman to be like prepared mm-hmm. for this and to land gracefully. No, he just falls <laughs> just as hard as everyone else. Yeah. Um, so so uh, after the the mission, Dick expresses concern towards Bruce for his behavior in the space station at the Gotham Police Department, where he left. Uh, we left when Gordon was not looking without a word. Batman, um, uh, the the they're in the middle of talking to Commissioner Gordon, and Gordon looks away, and Batman just dips out through the window. Yeah, 
which he does in so many incarnations yeah. of Batman, and this is like the only one he never does that. And Gordon's like, "Wow, that was really rude." <laughs> he just it's so not like him. We're in the middle of a conversation. He just <laughs> jumps out the window. That was a, a really fun yeah reference to every other Batman yeah. movie other than Adam Adam West. No, that was great. Also, uh, I believe Thomas Lennon is Commissioner Gordon in these movies. Um. Commissioner Gordon is played by Jim Ward. Who who does Thomas Lennon play? Thomas Lennon, um, he plays Chief Miles O'Hara. Oh, I didn't that's catch right. that. Yeah, Thomas Lennon from that's the guy from uh, Reno Nine One One. Reno Nine One One, the state. That's right. United He's been in a, a lot of things. A lot of yeah. things that uh, I should know and yeah. I don't. Uh, Chief O'Hara is only depicted in this TV series and then sort of in. No, in the Val Kilmer Batman, they kind of smush Gordon and O'Hara into one fat police chief. Yeah, he might be in the animated Batman Year One movie. Yeah, I know he he shows up in the comics more than the movies. He, he's he's generally only there in like Batman's like just as he's getting started, and Batman nineteen sixty six. So yeah. Most movies take place like kind of he's already established himself and it's kind of later than Chief O'Mara, Chief O'Hara. How Irish was America in 1966 that this <laughs> character was still necessary? He's still just <laughs> that <laughs> Irish stereotype of all yeah. Irish people are cops. Just like, ah, oh, there's one good, good cop. All right. <laughs> we can trust this Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, no. And then Bruce becomes evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, just... And his his version of evil is mostly just kind of rude. Yeah, he gets real rude. Mild rudeness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, his version of evil is like still nicer than than uh, like most Christian Bale's Batman. He like becomes Doctor House. He yeah. just like stops being polite and just tells people what they're doing wrong. Yeah. And then slowly disrobes them. Yes. I'm missing some parts. I don't remember that happening in house. Yeah. <laughs> We're just ordering everyone to take off their clothes. You have lupus. <laughs> take your clothes off. <laughs> They're my clothes now. Yeah. I'm going to put them on. My house and my Batman are indistinguishable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a very fun sequence in this. I know I'm missing some plot probably, but when he just starts replacing every mm-hmm. authority figure in the town, and mm-hmm. he goes to replace even just the baker yeah it's very funny yeah it's a good scene yeah he's uh you're not skipping over much bruce wayne uh he kicks dick out of the house and then uh takes a break from being batman resulting in a crime and crime spree in gotham city and then he shows up at the gotham city police department and blames the police for the increase in crime and he demands that the the police chief and commissioner gordon take off their clothes which they do so easily without yeah. any questions like well okay if you say so <laughs> and then he put he replicates himself with the replicator race there's now three and they put on the the commissioner gordon suit and the police commissioner's hat and glasses and glasses and uh he just starts taking over the whole town and replicate himself he's the the baker in town he takes like the chef's hat and replicates himself and there's a new chef there's every person. Some it's at some point it stops even being a f- official government people or something. It's there's one Batman who's just got like a fedora on and he's yeah. just got a suit and a briefcase. He's just going to work as like a stockbroker or something. Now this is the series that I would want to see. It's just the lives of these Batman as they slowly <laughs> degrade and their half life like ends. 
a few weeks later, Batman returns to the Gotham City Police Department and blames the... No, that's what we just talked about. Uh, Batman soon replaces most of the government, jobs, and citizens in Gotham with, rep- with replicas and plans to take over the world. Where are all the people? Because he's not killing them. He's t- taking their jobs. Right. But are they still in their houses? I assume he puts them in the same sewer that the police department in Dark Knight Rises goes in, <laughs> where they live comfortable lives. I'm imagining that he, he takes over. It's not just their jobs. It's right. their whole lives. Like yeah. he's, he's sleeping in their beds. Oh, yeah, totally. He's eating their food. Totally. Um, so so he, Dick realizes that Batman had a delayed effect on Batman and was slowly making him more evil over time. He suits up as Robin and goes to Catwoman's lair to request her help in curing Batman, which she agrees to do as she thinks that the... Uh, she thinks that the effects of the Batman were more severe than planned. The two take on the cat. The two take the Catmobile to the Batcave, where Catwoman attempts to give Batman the antidote. Th- there's a weird moment I- in this where Robin's like, "Okay, I'll take you to the Batcave, yeah. but I'm gonna have to knock you out because you can't see where it is." And she's kind of like, "Okay, you can knock me out, but don't get any funny ideas while I'm unconscious." Wink, 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 wink. It's very weird. It's an unpleasant moment. Yeah, it's I don't a get it. Very rapey moment that's yeah. played for a joke. Yeah, it's not great. Is it better or worse that it's the woman making the joke? I, I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. It was just like a strange dissonant moment. Yeah, it was a nice reminder that everyone making this movie was like eighty-five years old. <laughs> yes, I. I guess it's better, yeah. but it's not much better. It's still real bad. But also. Couldn't he just blindfold her? Yes. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't have to knock her unconscious no. and molest her. Also, if Robin has gas that makes people sleep, why doesn't he lead with that all the time? <laughs> why is he ever punching people or like flipping around? What? Yeah, why would you ever like yeah. punch someone unconscious? They're just responding to robberies all day, and they're fighting people. If he has gas that knocks people out, yeah. again, he should live with his Aunt Harriet, and he should just use the <laughs> sleeping gas all the time. <laughs> I think that's the, the whole premise of the, the DC superhero, the Sandman. Yeah. That's, but, you know, he's much less popular <laughs> than Robin, so yeah. maybe, maybe that's why. Yeah, that movie's not off the ground yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not the, not the Vertigo Sandman, the, the detective Sandman. Oh, there's literally a detective Sandman? Yeah. He's like a, a 30s like crime noir superhero who has not been popular in about 70 years. <laughs> I'm the only one pulling for a Sandman movie. I've, I love this character and nobody else is on board. So there's a Sandman in Vertigo, DC, and Marvel? Yes. Okay. And they're all totally separate characters. Yeah. One of them is just a man made of sand. Yes. He has no sleeper <laughs> mythological properties. Right. Yeah. Uh, and DC and Vertigo are like two parts of the same company. So they. Right. They, the, the, San, the Neil Gaiman Sandman like acknowledges the, the previous incarnation a little bit. And there's a few winks to, to him. And, um, let's take a quick break because Stalin the cat is getting real upset. He hasn't been fed in oh, yeah. almost an hour. Yes, Danny's cat is named Joseph Stalin. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back after this. And we are back from that break. And Marshall, this time I gave you a warning. Yeah. So you're ready to go. We, we give you a the good warning. I let you have one practice return yeah. from the break. That was great. I went to the mat. Mm-hmm. I saw the goldfinch. Mm-hmm. It's a real painting. A, I got a Kanish outside. One of their Kanish stands that are named after people in the army. 
You know, it's it takes us a lot longer to record the podcast this way, where we record for thirty minutes, then we take a six hour break. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like it. That's it, great. It gets the best out of us. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're so much more creative. We can rejuvenate ourselves. Yeah, no. Take six hours off. It's great. Yeah. It's uh, I I I'm a child actor technically, mm-hmm. so I can only work for two hours at a time, <laughs> and then I have to do ten hours of school, and then I have to come back. I'm. I thought you looked so good for your age when I thought you were in your 50s. Yes. And now I think you look horrible no, for, for eight. I have a lot of sun damage for eight. <laughs> it's left outside. Um, so so uh, where, where were we? They, 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 they've recruited Catwoman. Um, Catwoman attempts to give Batman the antidote, but Batman anticipated it and took the bat anti-antidote. Batman defeats the two of them in a fight and leaves them to die in the atomic pile. They have a, they have a quick... Um, Gadget off, gadget fight, uh, Batman and like a literal duel with their utility belts. Yeah, utility belt off. They yeah. they had like a like a uh, Wild West like gunslinger thing where their their fingers are kind of twitching at their belts. I wrote down um, the 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 stuff they use: batarang, bat knockout gas, bat lockpick, bat bat bomb, uh, bat cable, bat VH. Some of these were not. Um, they had a bat shield at one point. Some of these were not in that, that fight. But they had a lot of games. We'll talk about that at the end when we rank Adam West. Yeah. Uh, so the two of them... Where was the lemon custard? <laughs> <laughs> Batman's most valuable tool. <laughs> Bad custard. Uh, so, so they're being lowered into this, um, th- this nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. And Catwoman's like, can't you like, try to swing us up onto the, the ledge? And Rob's like, no, he l- raised it three feet. He anticipated that. It wasn't even three. It was like he raised it three inches. He knows this is the highest I can swing. Also, why does Bruce Wayne have nuclear power? I don't know. I don't. I was thinking I missed something. But if you didn't get it either, then I don't think there's a reason. No. Did he develop a nuclear reactor after he became evil? Is this Bruce Wayne like becoming like a, a nation state? <laughs> <laughs> They're like uh, the CIA is telling Commissioner Gordon that Bruce Wayne has definitely has WMDs, yeah. and they invade Bruce Wayne and <laughs> just get stuck there for in the bad cave for thirty yeah. years. Be greeted as liberators. Yeah, <laughs> it's an easy one. It's a slam dunk. Just go and take out Bruce. Mm-hmm. Stall democracy. This is the this is a topical joke, right? Yeah. This <laughs> Bruce this is Wayne a is a member reference. of the Batfest party. <laughs> <laughs> He's a member of Al Alfred Cato. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, I I got halfway through that. I'm like, oh, there's nothing here. Then I'm yeah, we pulled just keep out pausing on second. these so that you can delete. Them. <laughs> <laughs> we're not enjoying. We're not savoring our own jokes. <laughs> we're just leaving space for these to be excised. Oh, and let's take a quick break. I'm going to think of some more jokes. Yeah, <laughs> we can come back. These <laughs> are more puns. Yeah. Uh, so, so they survive thanks to Robin's ant- bat anti-isotope spray. Knowing that they cannot take on the Batman by themselves, uh, the army of Batman men, sorry, uh, Robin and Catwoman disguise themselves as prison inspectors, and they break most of Batman's rogues gallery from Gotham State Penitentiary. They they go in and they have like disguises, and then they're they're the the prisoners are just digging a digging a big hole. Yeah. In the middle of the prison, <laughs> they have pickaxes. It's very Les Miserables. Is that what happens in Les Miserables? It's very like 
prisoners have to just hit rocks all day. Okay. But uh, no, I also just like prison inspectors. I would have gone Cool Hand Luke. Yeah. You're, you're cool a classier Luke. man than cool I Luke am. I can see too. I saw Les Miserables and I had no idea what it I liked it, but I had no idea what it was about. Yes. It's about, we, oh, that was your experience too? Uh, it's about a man who steals a loaf of bread. Okay. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the genesis of uh, Wallace and My Friendship, is seeing that. that uh, she had tickets to it and she was in my UCB class and she invited me. The movie or the play? The play. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's my favorite musical, probably. It was a very fun one. Yeah. Not uh, not Batman the musical, the Tim Burton musical that they never actually were able to bring to Broadway. But did that get close? It, they had a soundtrack that was put out. Who's the who did the music? Meatloaf. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'd watch that. Yeah. He's um or he, I don't think they officially put out this soundtrack. We talked about this on one episode. They it's it's it was never officially released, but you can find it online. And he did release one song from the soundtrack on one of his albums. Wow. Yeah, it was called um, "In the Land of the In the Land of the Pigs, the Butcher is King." <laughs> that sounds very Batman. Yeah, it's a cool name. Yeah, I I kind of wish that musical had. Why not? Yeah, they made Spider Man. I know. Well, that's that did terribly though. I don't know yeah, why that's like my I think hurt someone very badly and lost five hundred million dollars. But and there was a Batman live show that we we watched some footage for on this podcast and it looked very bad. The old school one or there's like a Batman on ice type thing now kind of. Um it was not on ice, but it was in like an arena. It was yeah. like 2011. Yeah, it was like an Irish production. Wow. I think it was Irish. Okay. It started it definitely toured around Europe. It centers primarily around Chief O'Hara. Yeah. <laughs> <It's just laughs> He's the hero of yeah. the story. Batman just like an ancillary character. This young O'Hara <laughs> meets Jim Gordon at the end of it. <laughs> They're, uh, you know, they're making a, a show about Alfred now. Yeah, it's called Pennyworth. Pennyworth. Yeah, it's. Uh, have you watched Gotham? I've watched a few episodes. It's interesting. It's I not a show about Batman. Yeah, and it's not really even about the Rogues Gallery. Yeah, although Oswald and the Riddler and Joker and Doctor, what's his name? Not Doctor Strange. Doctor, um, I don't know. Anyway, Dr. Phosphorus, Dr. I, there's a lot of doctors. Not something strange. Leo. Hugo anyway. Strange. Hugo Strange, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you said not Dr. Strange. But not like Marvel Dr. Oh, strange. Oh, that's what threw me off. Yeah. Uh, like all of them are characters, but it's much more of just like a crime procedural. I, I've seen that a few. We era. covered that on the, the sh- podcast. So I saw a few episodes yeah. for that. It's interesting. It gets very campy towards the end. Yeah. The way that feels it, like it honors the this TV series. Wasn't there some kind of legal thing where they couldn't say Batman? Um, it may be because it's not it's not part of the DC extended universe. Maybe it's a different show. Like it's not part of the oh, Supergirl. Like Green Arrow. The Green Arrowverse. Arrow. It's yeah. different. Uh, so yeah, they can't uh, they can't legally say Batman, and they cannot claim that it's good. <laughs> uh, but. Um, yeah. But anyways, we didn't watch that. No. We watched Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. Right. So they they go and they, they rescue no they they release. They didn't rescue. These right. are criminals who yeah. should be in jail or yeah. deserve to be in jail. Every time that someone is break, broken out of Arkham Asylum, it's important to remember that that's basically releasing Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like releasing Al Capone. Right. It's releasing Charles Manson. Well, I Al Capone, that's a weird <laughs> 
guy to be like, everyone knows Al Capone should have been free. Al Capone, innocent. I just mean it's not like a gangster. It's like a psychopath. I see. Like, it's it's just like, it's interesting. I mean, if anything, I, Charles Manson never killed anyone. Al Capone. <laughs> well, it's a different podcast. <laughs> Let's not get into your theories about how Manson shouldn't have been in prison. <laughs> he should I, be a professor. I'm just saying Manson never personally killed anyone, yeah. probably. That'd be a great Batman villain for Adam West also. It's just Charles Manson. <laughs> just, just like a roll of nickels in each fist, just punching Batman. <laughs> oh, I, you know what I want to see is, because this Batman is so letter of the law, mm. ignoring the spirit of it. I want to see Adam West going up against Jigsaw. Oh. And he's, Jigsaw's like, well, technically, I never killed anyone. And Adam West is like, Christ, he's right. You're free to go. Yeah, I guess technically you all you cancer. did was kidnap people yeah. and put them in horrible death traps. I mean, he kind of does what Batman does whenever Batman does end up putting someone in a situation where they probably die. Right. Like, like that time Batman strapped a bomb to that guy's head. <laughs> yeah. So what happens at the end of this movie? I lost the thread. Yeah, in I did the movie too. while I was watching it. <laughs> That's why I rewatched it today. Oh, okay. I, I was going to say, you were so dedicated to rewatch this movie. Yeah, I told Danny in a text that I was in a quiet pod in my office and several senior people definitely turned the corner to see me turning on Amazon Prime and watching a trailer for Kung Fu Panda in order to watch this movie. <laughs> so now several people, perhaps all people at my job, think that I just retreat to a quiet pod to watch Kung Fu Panda on my lunch break. <laughs> what if you just did that like yeah. every day? That'd be, you're the Kung Fu yeah. Panda guy. Yeah. Well, we talked about how my business book would just be called like The Way of the Po. Yeah. How to be the Kung Fu Panda of your office. My sister used to work with a, a woman uh, who, I think, it was, I think it was Hairspray. She used to watch mm -hmm. Hairspray every single day on her lunch break. She had like a little portable DVD player and just bust that out and watch Hairspray. I wish I every day had that kind of craziness. <laughs> it seems so like if if your deal could just be served by like watching the movie Hook mm -hmm. every day at 4 p.m. Yeah. Wouldn't you do that? It, if I was autistic, I, would I do that? I probably. It just seems better than what we've got to deal with, which is just like <laughs> general, indefinable, unfathomable, and ultimately unsolvable neuroses. Dealing with human beings yeah. and looking them in the eye. Yeah. It's awful. I will say Danny and I have made a lot of eye contact the last two hours. <laughs> and it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. It's been rough on yeah. me. <laughs> Daddy also gave up on the headphones, which served no practical purpose tonight. Yeah, we can't hear anything <laughs> through these. Something's going on with these headphones. <laughs> I gotta try to work these out. Yeah. Uh, so, so they um, they they free a bunch of the rogues gallery. I, I guess these are I I don't know the Adam West show well enough, but but I I recognize a few of these. I guess these are all characters from that show: mm -hmm. Archer, Black Widow, Bookworm, Clock King, Egghead. Egghead, I know that's uh, Vincent Price. Egghead, yeah, yeah. Uh, False Face, King Tut, Louis the Lilac, Mad Hatter, Minstrel, Mr. Freeze, Sandman. Oh, a different Sandman. Shame and Siren. Um, they have Calendar Man? Uh, Calendar Man was not in this. But it's okay. Calendar Man is a character in, yes. in Batman. Um, so they, uh, they, they, they free them, and the, this results in the. I've uh, replaced versions of the villains. Uh, the, the, uh, the the Joker, Penguin, Riddler are going to be released, but then they just turn into dust 
and it turns out that they were actually replacements. They weren't the real villains. Uh, when a guard tells Warren, the, the warden that the Joker, Penguin, and Riddler did not escape, the three of them t- turned to dust. That's what I just said. Um, the, Robin and Catwoman confront Batman and his army on the Gotham Palace set, but they still lose even with the help of the criminals. Before Batman kills Robin and Catwoman, a disguised Alfred arrives and gives Batman a strong enough antidote to counter the bad anti-antidote. Batman returns to normal and the rest of his clones turn to dust as the replication rate was not strong enough to make the perfect clones. Um, they, they have a whole explanation for this where Alfred explains that they, he'd worked out something with Batman that the only reason Batman would ever fire him is if he became evil. <laughs> and if that ever happened, Alfred was to prepare this antidote, uh, this super strong anti-antidote to give to Batman to make him good again. But Batman's aware of this plan. It's not like he lost his mind no. when he became evil. So he should have had enough... For, uh, wherewithal to to make some sort of anti 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 antidote. I have the same contract with my boss where if I'm ever <laughs> fired, it's because he's turned evil, and I have to go prepare an anti anti antidote. Uh, no, that's true. It, Bruce Wayne, evil Bruce Wayne, should have been prepared for this. Uh, I have a, a similar contract with Jacob, where if I ever ask him to do the podcast, <laughs> if I ever busy, pr- yeah, if I ever ask him to do a Green Arrow podcast, he's supposed to shoot me, yeah. because it means I've gone evil. Um, Green Arrow, yeah, Cato. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that ever as a kid? You're thinking of Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Yeah. Who is I, Green Arrow? Green he's Arrow. Robin Hood, basically. You pretty pretty much. Yeah. Okay. He's also rich. Yeah. Green Hornet was uh, pretty similar to the Sandman, actually. He's that, yeah. like that 20s era where the, the pulp heroes are becoming more flamboyant. And he's like kind of on the, the shadow. The, yeah, the shadow, the Sandman, the Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman is kind of of that ilk where he's a detective and he doesn't have powers, but he also has like a costume and gadgets. And he's sort of a, a pulp hero, but sort of a, a superhero. I did not watch that show. That's what I'm getting, getting yeah. into. Because they, there was a Bruce. I only I was really into Bruce Lee when I was yeah. young. There was a Bruce Lee, Cato. It was functionally a Bruce Lee TV series about the Green Hornet, right? Where he played Cato, and they have a cameo in the Adam West Batman. But I don't remember if Green Hornet is a DC character. Yes, he, he is. Okay, I think actually I'm not sure. I thought no. he. I said that with so much confidence, and now I'm second guessing myself. Uh, no, he's not. He's okay. not because uh, it was just like a pop culture moment um yeah he's definitely i dc's probably published some stuff by with, with green arrow but he's not owned by dc he's originally the um he's pre-comic book but he the original comic books were published by Hellnet comics i call them graphic novels <laughs> Hellnet graphic novels they deal novels. with literary themes um, and later he's published by Dell Comics, Gold Key Comics, I think uh, Now Comics, and Dynamite Comics have also published them. Remember when we made fun of the kind of autism where you watch Hook every day? <laughs> we just did this for five minutes. <laughs> um, actually, the Green Hornet is not a DC character. Yeah. He's a he's Dynamite a Entertainment character. <laughs> um, how do we get to Catwoman? On the Statue of Liberty. 
supposed to be. On the, on the blimp. The blimp. The blimp. That's right. I'm thinking of Batman and Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they they confront the the heroes and uh, Batman is is evil again, uh, good again. Batman realizes his behavior change was used as a distraction by the Joker, Penguin, and the Riddler, and the ones that they arrested were just fake copies. This is where like they've started a new plot. It's become a, a mm. third movie. Joker had spiked the Batnip Catwoman was using. Um, oh, I don't think we we mentioned it, but the whole the plan for going into space was that they were going to use the replicator to copy the entire planet mm-hmm. and then each of them would have a Gotham that they could rule. <laughs> Which, there's... There, there would still be a Batman yeah. in each of their... I'm also curious about the gravity of creating multiple Class M planets. I, I gotta think it would destroy yeah. them. Is that the an actual term, Class M It's planets? from Star Trek. Oh, okay. It's not real science. <laughs> I was going to be very impressed that you knew this this science word. We need to get Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. to, to talk about this podcast and how we're wrong about He's everything. not very busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the first thing corrects. Yeah. He Star tweets out, like, Star actually, talk, I'm very talk, busy. Star Trek. Star, Star, yeah. Star Talk, Star Trek Talk. Yeah. Um, so, and then he, he figured out, though, that when the replicators, they, they fade away, they turn into dust. He's like, but the Earth would have turned into dust, so that's not their real plan, which... You don't know. Maybe it's just a bad plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe it's just an ill-conceived plan, and they didn't know this. But he figures out that they have an actual... Uh, they, they have a different reason for distracting him. So, um, But he doesn't know what it is. So he figures out Joker had spiked the batnip and cat, the Catwoman was using to make it more potent. And the real Joker, Penguin, and Riddler were using the opportunity to rob the Gotham Art Museum. Joker, Penguin, and Riddler wanted to get Batman out of the way so they could do this. They They just... The Riddler gets the original puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penguin gets some kind of a penguin statue or something. And the Joker gets just a painting of a clown that they, they establish is not valuable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, well, I'll kill the artist and then it'll be valuable. Also, to be clear, they go into space, steal physical, like miraculous technology yeah. in order to. <laughs> Created diversion to steal three pieces of art. Yeah, and, and also one of the plans that they talked about early on was we can just use the replicator and just copy money. Yeah, which is number one, so much easier, so much less complicated, so much less risk. Two, so much more sinister because you could just destroy the economy, yeah. just create massive inflation, just create print trillions of dollars worth of of money. That's authentic money it's, as far as anyone can can tell yeah. and this is what ron paul was talking about all the time <laughs> <laughs> if you had a replicator I mean, our currency would be pointless sure yeah <laughs> it's not tied to anything <laughs> and then you could just replicate the gold yeah if it were so <laughs> um so so they create this convoluted plan to steal art instead of just they could have just stolen the art in yeah. the, the beginning but uh robin and catwoman uh and batman Come, Catwoman's coming his vengeance for what they did to the space station, trying to throw her out into space. And they chase them to Penguin's Blimp, where the villainous trio is defeated after they're knocked off the blimp to a safe location to be arrested. Catwoman just kind of sits on the sidelines for this whole fight. Yeah. She's kind of shadow boxing, been like, yeah, get him, get him, and like clawing at the air. But like, why, why isn't she just a part of this? 
I don't know. Is it is it just purely because she's a woman? Is there any so. other reason? I, it's not very firmly established. Her actions subsequent, maybe she's in like a tragic frame of mind, but it's a little unclear. Yeah, and I I mean it also. It, it's there's three villains and now there would be three heroes and it just yeah. would make the fight line up. Yeah, penguin versus cat. Who, the ultimate who battle. Wins. Yeah. Whoever wins, we lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Catwoman tries to, uh, uh, to to escape with the stolen paintings, but Batman recovers them. Unwilling to be put in a cage again, Catwoman allows herself to fall into a smokestack. Bruce and Dick then throw Anne Harry at a surprise party, acting as, as if this, that's the secret that they've been hiding from her, not what she thinks that they're in a pedophilic relationship <laughs> yeah. that she's way too okay, yeah. okay with. Uh, during the party, Bat, Bruce and Dick are called away by the bat signal. And the whole movie, they keep saying, like, whenever the bat signal calls away, they're, they're like, going oh, fishing. we're going we're going fishing. And she's like, you're fishing in the middle of the night? And like, yeah, we're, that's the thing we do. Yeah. And then at the end, they reveal the surprise party. And like, she's like, oh, so that's what you were doing when you kept saying you were going fishing. You were just running out the middle of the night to buy me party yeah. supplies months in advance <laughs> you had to do that at three in the morning yeah and then so they get called away again she's like oh we're going skeet shooting we're just gonna abandon the party that we planned for you to just go skeet shooting in the middle of the night was the word skeet ruined for you by the song get low by little john <laughs> and the yingling twins <laughs> i don't think i used skeet enough before or after well never in that context mm-hmm. but I can't hear skeet shooting now because I can't hear it. Yeah. So <laughs> that was a fun little moment. So that is Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. Uh, we already established, Marshall, you would recommend this. Yes. It's uh, truly, b- despite the plot we described, it's like 73 minutes of non-credits cartoon. It's very quick. And it's really fun. Yeah. I it's d- well animated. It's well animated. The, I just I laughed a lot during this movie. Yeah, there's a few problematic jokes, but but on the whole, strongly recommend. So yeah. much fun! I love this. I would watch this again in a heartbeat. Totally. Let's talk about where Adam West ranks on our big list of Batman. Um, but first, let's go over. Well, let's go over the top five, bottom five, and then we'll we'll um, uh, we'll go over the criteria for what we use to rank them. Top five: Kevin Conroy from Batman the Animated Series and uh, a number of associated movies christian bale from the dark knight trilogy adam west and then michael keaton coming at number four and number five is bruce greenwood from batman under the red hood interesting bottom five we've got uh jason sudeikis from movie 43 russell brand from arthur the unknown actor from the R. Kelly gotham city music video <laughs> jaden smith from the batman music video and our Worst Batman of all time, coming in at number 81, James Akabogu from The Batman, Let the Gods Do Their Worst. The that Nigerian Batman the movie. The number one Batman title. <laughs> it's That was a weird one because there's so little information about this. I saw conflicting things. I'm not sure if it's a TV show or a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's called The Batman Let Their Gods Do Their Worst or The Batman Kills or The Batman's Revenge. I saw all three, and they're all described in the same movie or possibly TV show. Let the Gods Do Their Worst. A Pig and Butcher's... What was the Meatloaf song? 
Oh, um, in the land of the the pig, the land the of butcher's, pigs, butcher's king. king. Yeah, the gods do their worst. So, uh, in terms of the the criteria we use, uh, how good was the car? Uh, it was pretty fun. I like that they Tokyo drifted into parking spaces several times. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, that it's is a fun. lot of like stunty driving. It looks exactly like the yeah. 1966 show that car. Yeah. So it's um, it's not my favorite car, but it's it's fine. Doesn't seem very practical for any of what they're doing. They do that weird thing where they it's two seats, but there there's like car in between the yeah. two seats, as if it's. Not really part of like they, yeah. they're not really sitting next to each and other. It's not very defensible. Yeah. Also, seems to be a primary concern. Yeah. It would be quite easy to shoot them. Yeah. They're putting Big themselves bubble in. top. Yeah. Um, how good are the the gadgets? He has a number of gadgets. Like we said, I mentioned before, rope, brass knuckles. He has at one point, magnetic boots, Batman anti antidote, batarang, bat knockout gas, bat. Uh, bat lock pick, bat bomb, bat cable, bat VHF detonators, and a bat heat shield. Bat app. Bat app? Mm-hmm. I missed the bat app. What was <laughs> the bat? No bat app. Oh, bat. <laughs> okay. I feel like Bruce wouldn't have a lot of apps on his phone. I'm sure. I think that's uh, uh, the way he... Th- th- they tried to modernize the bat s- uh, signal in The Batman, the mid-2000s TV show. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I... This is the the borderline autism coming out. Like Marshall tries to make a joke, I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> there there was an obscure TV show. It ran for 62 episodes from 2005 to 2007. What country was this? W- was this broadcast in? Yeah, U.S. Really? Yeah. Who played the Batman? Rhino Romano. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. It wasn't good. That doesn't sound good. No. <laughs> It was uh, it was animated. It was you were uh, okay. too old for it. That's yeah. why you, you weren't yeah. aware of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a uh, lot of lot of uh, lot of gadgets. Yeah. How good's the car? How good's the gadget? How good of a detective is he? Is he smart? He's pretty smart. It's but he hard. doesn't really do much detecting. I mean, he figures out these riddles. And the way he figures them out is nonsensical, but at the same time, it yeah. is effective. So I guess he's a good detective. Um, yeah. Is he good in a fight? I guess. Sort of savagely beats them. He beats everybody. He's, there's a number of fights. There's. It feels like nobody's that good yeah. <laughs> at fighting, but he's the best of them. Everyone is weirdly old and off their game for... A cartoon where they had unlimited physical possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> um, what am I forgetting? Car, gadgets, smarts, fight. Uh, how's the costume? Um, it's definitely loyal. It's definitely my least favorite Batman design. Yeah, I'm, I've never been crazy about it. It's got like the eyebrows. I just think yeah, the whole mask is stupid. The weirdly designed, the the like kind of lines outlining the it's nose. Very medieval. Just looks like weird armor. He, uh, we we've become so used to um, pretty much every live action Batman after Adam West had some sort of muscle padding in mm-hmm. the suit, and he did not. So no. he, the cartoon and in in the live action, I'm sure he was in fine shape, but he looks kind of tubby just in yeah. comparison to every just other like Batman. A normal, yeah, he's just a normal American human being, dough body. Yeah, I. I mean, like, he was like a sex symbol 
at the the like he, yeah. they wanted him to play James Bond. Like he was for the time he was considered like a good looking man, and re- supposedly he was just fucking constantly on the set sure. of that show. Like they, they had to like he was constantly in like run on on set like pulling his pants back up because he was having sex between takes. What a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's okay. It's an okay costume. Yeah. Um, car, costume, gadgets, fight, smarts. Uh, do we see his feet? I don't think we do. Is that a... What is that? That's... There's one a cartoon where we saw Batman's feet. Jacob felt it was very sexual. <laughs> and he <laughs> demanded we take off points bec- for having seen his... Yeah, we don't see his feet. Yeah, we don't see his feet. Um, uh... What's the, what am I forgetting? How effective is he at fighting crime in general? Uh, he like becomes the crime. He becomes the crime. Yeah. He is one of the main antagonists yeah. of this. I would say he's a bigger threat than the Joker, Penguin, or the Riddler, or Catwoman in this. Yeah. I want to pitch this on air so when Frank Miller steals it, I can sue him. <laughs> but I've always thought that a good miniseries for DC would be Bruce Wayne, if his parents weren't murdered, becoming a supervillain. and becoming a rich, entitled asshole who tries to clean up Gotham, and instead of being a vigilante, he just becomes another rogues gallery-type villain. I like it. Maybe a young... Rich man. Dick Grayson has to stop him. Um, So I... He's currently at number three. Do you think we should move him up, or should we move him down, or should we leave him I'd move Keaton up. I think so, too. I think he's... As much as I like this movie, I don't think as a Batman, as he's not as close to the platonic ideal no. of what I want Batman to be, I think his. Uh, I think it, it he deserves to go lower on the list. I think. I would I would bump him to four. I think that four is perfect. That's exactly what I was thinking. So Michael Keaton's our new number three. There's a lot of people who are going to be very happy about that. Are we? Feeding Stalin again too soon. <laughs> Carolyn's back. Stalin's being fed. We're uh, we're wrapping things up here. Um, so that's that's our new. He's our new number four. Marshall, what do you have to plug? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at is Marshall okay. I post one poorly edited photo every three days and get about. Is that half a, is a that a likes. promise? That yes, every a, three it's days. A promise, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I host an open mic every week at the Alligator Lounge on Thursdays in Williamsburg. Uh, you should come. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Williamsburg, Brooklyn, yeah. Not Colonial Williamsburg. No. It's uh, it's called The Churn. <laughs> it's on <laughs> the grounds of Colonial Williamsburg. Uh, you get three minutes and a glass of mead. Yeah. Uh, the hosts have like a big hour uh, yeah. hourglass that they're <laughs> timing. They you wave the hourglass and your, your uh, time's and up. And then... We just started, uh, my co-host Alicia and I just started a monthly show uh, called Book It, also at the Alligator Lounge in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Uh, That's the second Wednesday of every month. Danny was just on the first one, and it was really fun. It was wonderful. It was a great show. Do you know who is going to be on the the next one? Uh, We have some tentative names. Okay. uh, TBD, but we will throw a lineup together soon and start promoting it. But the next one is July 10th. So I'm sure it's going to be a, a really good show. Not yeah. as good as uh, it'll be all the people who yeah. didn't make the cut for yeah. the first. It'll be like when one. Gotham Palace gets taken over. Yeah. Like you were on like the real show. <laughs> and then now it's going to be like a bunch of uh, 
mental degenerates just taking everyone hostage. Yeah, and <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun. And a lot of bombing. Marshall's also, uh, he's in our, our web series, Unpaid Spot. You can check that out on YouTube or unpaidspot.com. Yeah. Check me out on Twitter, at Danny Rathbun, D-A-N-N-Y-R-A-T-H-B-U-N. I didn't Mar- know you were on Twitter. I am on Twitter. I, I quit Twitter for 2019, but I, I'll be back. <laughs> I don't use it much. I don't use as much as I should. But uh, follow people follow me, and I'll start using it. Does this podcast have a Twitter? Uh, I think it does. I don't think we've ever used it. <laughs> you should. Yeah. We're not good with social media. Yeah. Um, it's also it's a very hard podcast to find. How many Nas? I couldn't find it the other day. Eight. Eight? It's much easier to search by my name. Okay, That's the yeah. easiest way to find it. Yeah. Marshall, we end every episode by shouting the word Kareem. Would you like to lead us in a Kareem? Kareem. 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 Kareem.